वेलकम टू माई शो प्रेम राव स्टोरीज फ्रॉम अ स्टोरी टेलर दिस शो इज प्राइमरली अबाउट द बुक्स एंड ब्लॉग्स आई हैव रेड एंड द बुक्स एंड ब्लॉग्स आई हैव रिटन यू विल ऑल्सो फाइंड पॉडकास्ट ऑन इवेंट्स एंड टॉपिक्स दैट इंटरेस्ट मी आई होप यू विल एंजॉय दिस एपिसोड इफ यू विश टू कमेंट ऑन दिस एपिसोड प्लीज डू सेंड मी अ वॉइस मैसेज थैंक यू Indian Spy by Mehir Bose A review I thought I was reasonably well read about the Second World War but reading Mehir Bose's book The Indian Spy published in 2017 showed just how ignorant I was I had never come across any story about an Indian spy as famous or infamous depending on your point of view as bhagatram talwar i was truly astonished to know that during the war years when the second world war raged from 1939 to 1945 talwar or rahmat khan or silver as he was often called was a spy for not only the british and the russians but also for the italians the germans and the japanese How remarkable is that? I had of course read about how Rahmat Khan helped Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose escape from India to Kabul during the early years of the Second World War. Interestingly, Bose was made to act as a deaf and dumb person during these travels because he did not know the local language. Little did I know that Netaji's guide for this trip was the man who Mehir Bose describes as the most remarkable secret agent of World War II. Talwar was first initiated into spying by the Italians in Kabul. which even then was a hotbed of intrigue and politics he had initially wanted to work for the russians as he was a member of a small little known communist party active in those days in the punjab in the northwest frontier province of an undivided india this party was called the kirti kisan party however spying for the germans then followed as they were the allies of the italians in the second world war by then of course netaji had reached germany and talwar became a full time spy shuttling between kabul afghanistan and the punjab and northwestern frontier of british india soon he was asked to work for them by the russians and his ties to the russians was based on his fascination for the communist ideology but what amazes the reader is how gullible the germans or at least his handlers in kabul were talwar cheated them for years without their knowledge he invariably briefed the russians soon after his meetings with the germans 
and gave them whatever he got. Ironically, it was the Germans who helped him the most monetarily, but indeed he served them the least. The Germans awarded him the Iron Cross, one of Germany's highest military decorations, and paid him something in the region of millions of pounds in today's money. Silver was another code name for the only quintuple spy of the Second World War. Spying for the Italians, the Germans, the Japanese, the Soviets and the British over periods of time. In reality, Silver deceived the Nazis on behalf of the Soviets and the British. In 1942, the Russians decided to share Silver with the British the only time during the war that the Soviets agreed to such an arrangement. This made Peter Fleming the spy master of Silver. Spy story buffs would know that Peter was the brother of Ian Fleming who went on to create James Bond. In those days India was ruled by the British and soon Talwar was engaged by them. But without knowing about his links with their enemies, each of the countries trusted Talwar. They extracted whatever information they could from him, much of which, of course, was misinformation. In the later years of the war, the Italians crossed over to join the Allies. By then, the Japanese had joined the Axis but with its own battles to fight, Germany lost all interest in the Far East and Southeast Asia. So over time, it was inevitable that Talwar became a spy for the Japanese as well. The author covers in much detail how Talwar transformed himself over the years from being an amateur in the game to becoming a master spy. Equally interesting is the role of Peter Fleming, who was his handler for the British in India. All in all, I found this book to be extremely interesting. As a footnote, apparently Talwar lived on in post-independence India right up to the early 1980s. He even took part in a seminar on Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose, which was held in Calcutta in 1973. My end note, though this is not written in the book, but it left me wondering. Talwar appears to have lived in the northern state of Uttar Pradesh, where the mysterious Bhagwanji or Gumnami Baba also lived. Gumnami Baba or the Baba with no name lived in that area from the mid-50s till he died in 1985. Many believe, and I am one of them, that Gumnami Baba was none other than Netaji Subhash Chandra Bose. Given the personalities of both of them, is it not likely that Netaji and Talwar were in touch with each other in those post-war, 
post-independence days. I like to think they were. Mihir Bose, the author, is a London-based award-winning journalist and author. His history of Indian cricket was the first Indian cricket book to win the UK's Cricket Society Literary Award. He has written 28 books ranging from biography, including one on Subhash Chandra Bose, history, business, sport, and his most recent book, From Midnight to Glorious Morning, is about how India has changed since independence. Thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did bringing it to you. If you wish to comment on this episode, I would appreciate your sending me a voice message. Until next time, take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.